Red Sox fans, here are the Bastards of Boston Baseball. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Bastards Investigate. This is our weekly MLB wide show where we go over various topics. This week it will be entirely the Marcel Ozuna domestic violence arrest. There is tons to unpack with this, not just the arrest, but how the league should handle it. What steps should be taken in the future to better prevent this stuff? We are going to get into it all. Doug James with me tonight. How are you, Doug? I'm doing good, Terry. How are you doing tonight? Not too bad. Could use a distraction from this uh, Red Sox-Houston series. (laughs) Yeah, it's a mess. Absolute disaster. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Tampa lost tonight to the Yankees, so uh, at least... Uh, no, no ground was lost there, but, but let's, uh, let's kind of dive into it. I mean, a cornerstone of their team, not, I mean, he plays alongside Freddie Freeman, Ronald Acuna Jr. So they're not losing their star player by any means, but this, this is a guy that they could use in the middle of their lineup. That's probably not going to be playing for quite some time. So. Before I get into the uh, report, how shocked were you? Well, my initial reaction was just what a dirtbag. Because I was uh, advocating for the Red Sox to maybe make a run at him in the offseason. I really wanted Azuna. I would love to say that I'm surprised, but with the amount of issues league-wide with domestic violence, you know, it's a troubling trend to say the least. Since March 1st of 2016, 14 Major League Baseball players have been suspended for domestic violence. That's a lot. Sam Dyson was suspended for the 2021 season earlier in the year. Uh, So these one-year suspensions, they're not cutting it. It's not enough. So what's it going to take? Two years? Lifetime ban for this nonsense to stop? It's just... It's not just around MLB, obviously. It's everywhere. Um, Everywhere in the world, but... This is a definite black mark on the game of baseball right now, and especially for a, a guy like Marcelo Zuna, who's you know a really good player. It's just a uh, it's it's tough for Major League Baseball right now, and uh, it's 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 embarrassing. That's really what I it's it's just embarrassing. Well, let's kind of get into it. He was arrested early Saturday afternoon. The actual charges are aggravated assault by strangulation and family violence battery. And this was against his wife, Genesis Osuna. Now, there's a lot to unpack with this. I'm going to read the booking report that was obtained by TMZ. And I encourage everybody to go on this uh, website and read it for yourself when you get a chance because there's there's tons of information. I'm going to go through it all here in a second. I do want to put up front that Genesis Ozuna, his wife, was arrested almost a year ago to the day for throwing a soap dish at Marcel Ozuna, causing a laceration above his eye. It's tough to find information on the outcome of that case, but it appears that the charges were dismissed. So 
it's a toxic marriage and i'm not i'm not justifying it for either one of them you know domestic violence is wrong in, in any form regardless of previous history who who instigated it it's just it's wrong. So let me put that out there as a disclaimer. And before I do get to this report, I also want to point out that they have divorce proceedings ongoing. So they, before this incident happened, they uh, had already agreed to a divorce. But I'm going to read the report right now by TMZ. I'm very nasally and monotone, so please just bear with me as I get through it. There's a lot to uh, unpack. It's not a very long uh, report, but there there's a lot in there. So here we go. Two officers uh, say they responded to a report of a domestic abuse, and the alleged victim, who is Genesis Ozuna, told them that 30-year-old Marcel Ozuna had took taken both of her cell phones from the bathroom while she was showering, and he took those without her consent. So that's a little weird. Getting a divorce. Let's go take a shower in my soon-to-be ex-husband's bathroom. I don't know. Weird observation. When she demanded the uh, that Ozuna return the phones, Marcel allegedly refused and then threatened to kill her while simultaneously she threatened to call 911, according to the report. Genesis Osuna told the cops she ended up taking his cell phone and made the 911 call, and that's when Marcel Osuna tried to leave the property. The woman claimed she followed him outside and chased him around his vehicle. Ultimately, the woman, again, Genesis Ozuna, went back inside the house, locked the door, and grabbed a large kitchen knife to defend herself. The woman claims Ozuna came back inside the house, continued to yell and verbally abuse her. The woman says she brandished the knife by her hip and warned Osuna that if he got closer, she was going to hurt him. She added that she was afraid for her life due to his aggressive behavior. The woman eventually put the knife down, but Osuna continued to act aggressively at one point and then pushed his hand and forearm, which was wrapped in a hard cast, against her face, pushing her back and mushing her face with it several times. Not used to reading the word mushing, but that's how the article reads. And then finally, the woman says she tussled with Osuna as he pushed her to the ground. He then grabbed her by the throat, held her up against the wall, and that's when one of the officers entered the home and witnessed the strangulation. Osuna stopped the attack when he saw the cops, the report says, and again, he is now charged with aggravated assault by strangulation, which is a felony punishable up to 20 years in prison, one to 20 years in prison, I should say, and family violence battery. And these charges uh, were filed by, I, I'm assuming, the Sandy Springs 
Police Department, which is right outside of Atlanta. So that was a very intense scene uh, detailed in the booking report. Yeah. Um, seems like a toxic marriage. So at least hopefully it's going to be ending from what it sounds like. But there's just no excuse for it, though. I don't care. You're, Ozuna's not a small dude either. It's a big guy. And you're gonna attack your wife with a with a cast, smush your face, like come on, Marcel. These guys these people just aren't smart. Like these guys gotta grow a brain. IQ is less than like it's it's just ridiculous. You can't do that. I, I don't know. I, I it's just to me, it's just it's an embarrassing look for the for the Braves. It's an embarrassing look for Major League Baseball. It's an embarrassing look for himself. And I hope this guy gets We'll talk about it later, but I hope this guy gets the book thrown at him. It's just crazy to me that this has happened in every sport. And I'm a baseball guy, so those are the those are the cases that stand out to me, but football has had its share, so has the NBA. It's just crazy to me that these guys put themselves in these situations. It's not going to end well. They've seen the fallout from all those other instances, and they haven't learned from it. And here he is. His career is in jeopardy, and we're going to get to that uh, later on. But... Uh, it's just stunning to me. And the other part of me is wondering how much worse this could have been because he threatened to kill her. And at the point where he was strangling her, he knew the cops were coming. He knew they were coming. And could this, we can only speculate, but this could have been a murder case conceivably exactly so what happens if he didn't think the cops are coming was he going to kill her <laughs> you know what i mean you know so if you, if the cops if he didn't know the cops were coming he could have killed her yeah you know or he or she could have killed him or they could have killed each other who knows but i don't this is scary stuff and it just ahead, it just seemed like he was in a in a state of rage because at one point he had the presence of mind to leave and and then for whatever reason she thought it was smart to chase him out of the house and then at some point he just lost complete control went after her in the house and then the cops showed up and they, they witnessed his hands around his throat. Apparently that's what multiple reports have said. It's pretty graphic. It's pretty graphic. And he was taken to jail. It seems like he must have spent at least a night in jail because he was in custody during the bond hearing. Now the bond hearing took place over zoom, which is common across the country right now because of the, the COVID uh, protocols and whatnot. So it appeared that he was 
still at the local detention facility that he was brought to after he was arrested. And at some point on Monday, the judge gave him a $20,000 bond. And it, it seemed like what played in his favor was he had no prior criminal record and his legal counsel that was speaking for him, Osuna didn't speak at any point during this hearing, but his his legal counsel did, and they were pointing out where he's such a well-known public figure, has business in and around Atlanta because he plays for the Atlanta Braves. He was not a flight risk. So that seemed to be what led to such a low bond to get him out. It seems like $20,000 to me was very low. I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not an attorney and all that stuff. I don't know. I actually didn't know that. If he didn't have a prior arrest, it's lower. I didn't know that. Um, I'm just assumed, you know, when you have cops witnessing what he did in action, I figured, well, $20,000, it's going to be you know way higher than that. And it wasn't. So it uh, surprised me. Um, I don't care about a celebrity that doesn't, I don't care if that was us, you know, we'd be, you know, we'd still be in jail. So because it's him, he gets a $20,000 bond. I think that's absolutely ridiculous personally. I've never spoke about this on the podcast. I had a tweet earlier, but, um, my youngest brother is kind of a shit bag for lack of a better term. I apologize for anyone who has their kids in the car right now, but, um, he, he's been arrested for multiple, uh, domestic violence situations, at least four or five that I'm aware of. And his most recent one was against his girlfriend. That was in September of 2019. And he's had so many that he's been held since that date without bail. So that went against my brother, rightfully so, um, with Osuna, the fact that he has none, no priors, that it, it would be very difficult to to find a way to hold him without some sort of bond. Like he's he's gonna bail out, and his the his restrictions could be fairly intense. I didn't unfortunately dive deep enough into it, but he could be required to report daily. He could be required to wear some sort of uh, monitoring system, whether it's an ankle bracelet or whatever. Um, But yeah. And, you know, in the case of my brother, he still hasn't gone to trial. He's rejected multiple plea deals. And (laughs) I'm glad that he has, because if he actually goes to trial, he's conceivably going to get a lot more time and um, you know, everyone around him is a lot safer, but with Osuna, yeah, so he, he did make bail and, and he is out. The league is going to conduct its own investigation independent of the actual criminal proceedings. I did find it interesting though, in that bond hearing that his wife, soon-to-be ex-wife, was supportive of him getting bailed out after that. He's going to have a no-contact order, so they won't legally 
be allowed near each other. And apparently she's going to reside in Miami and he'll stay in the Atlanta area. And I guess that's where she's been residing, but she was visiting people around Atlanta and then needed to take a shower in his house, apparently. Um, and then the, you know, the incident unfolded. So they're go- there's going to be quite a distance between them. No contact will be allowed between them until the case has resolved itself. But I was a little surprised she was supportive of him getting out. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I guess at the end of the day, that's that's her husband, even though it's going to be their soon-to-be husband. I, you know, I can't explain love, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, I, you know, some people are just when they're in that marriage and you do crazy stuff, they're going to, for some reason, still support you. I've watched a lot of law and order and stuff like that. And uh, you watch it and you're like, what is wrong with you? Like this guy tried to kill you and then you're supportive of getting out. And if that was me, I wouldn't be supportive of if my girlfriend wife did that to me, I wouldn't be supportive of that. Yeah. I let her out. Sure. She tried to kill me, but let her out. No, that's not, (laughs) But I guess I can't speak for the Ozunas and I can't speak for uh, Genesis. So, but I guess it's a good thing that they're not in the same state. So at least they won't see each other. But if I was Genesis, I'd be like, see ya. Stay there. (laughs) Well, I don't want you out. What could be the, I don't know, the, her ulterior here is that, Pending whatever the the divorce is, what the the settlement is, she might have a, a financial interest that he gets on the field and, and starts making money, regardless of how she feels about him. Now, let's get into that. He signed a four-year, $65 million deal this past offseason. That's it's backloaded, but the average annual value of the deal is $16.25 million per season. And he's two months into that. I've done some digging on what the potential ramifications could be as far as he not as far as the Braves voiding that contract could be. And it seems like the Braves have little to no chance of voiding that contract, and he will be paid most of what he is owed by the Braves. And the reason for this is that the Joint Domestic Violence Act that was agreed on between the league and the union, the the Players Association, There's nothing in there that covers contracts being voided by domestic violence-related issues. If he is suspended, however, by Major League Baseball after their investigation, he wouldn't be paid for the duration of that suspension. So let's say it's half a season, 81 games. He would lose roughly a little over $8 million of that $65 million. So 
that's about the extent of what he can lose. Now, there's going to be a new collective bargaining agreement coming up. And it's not going to affect his status because his contract was signed under the current one. But looking ahead to future domestic violence situations, should teams be on the hook for this once a player has committed a crime of that nature? So you were talking about the the language of the contract. And again, I wasn't aware of all the contract stuff. But this was me, absolutely not. Um. You gotta help. You gotta hold these players, you know, accountable at some point. And so, if you do something like this, even if you lose eight million dollars, well, of his what sixty-five that he's gonna, he's still gonna get fifty-seven of it. So, you're, yeah, it's a, it's a slap on the wrist. Eight million dollars is a lot of money, but you're still gonna fifty-seven million dollars. You know, so will that happen? I'm sure it won't. I don't think you know the players will ever agree to that. So that's just gonna be another. Uh, you know, another hurdle for us to have a, a year next year with this collective bargaining agreement that I don't know how the how in the world they're going to ever agree on anything. Uh, it doesn't seem like they're ever going to agree on anything. But I wouldn't pay him a penny. If you're doing that and you're get, you're prosecuted and you get or whatever, you're suspended, not a dime, not a penny. I wouldn't pay them. Absolutely not. How about you? I'm hoping that there will be provisions added that would allow a team to void a contract in that uh, situation, you would need some type of criminal conviction, most likely, in order to do that. But I think those provisions should be allowed in there. And I would be surprised if the players aren't somewhat supportive of that, because if you go back to this past offseason – Yankees pitcher Domingo Herman ended up serving, I think, the entire 2020 season, which obviously was a shortened season. He served that whole season, you know, under suspension. And the the initial incident was the fall of 2019. So he missed the remainder of that season and then all of the shortened 2020 season. And then in spring training, his own teammate, Zach Britton kind of made comments that he wasn't crazy about Domingo Herman coming back. And one of his quotes was, well, unfortunately, you can't choose your teammates. And that caused a bit of uh, an intense reaction amongst, amongst baseball fans and especially Yankees fans. And I interact with a lot of them on social media and most of them seemed receptive to the Yankees essentially releasing Herman from his contract. And so I'm just wondering, having seen how that situation played out, if the players would step up, condemn anyone who commits uh an act of domestic violence and, and allow the contract to be voided. Uh, I would hope so. I would hope so. I mean, that's another point I was going to make. If you're a, if you're Ozuna. And so, so say you, you know, we'll talk again, we'll talk about this later, but with the Braves, his teammates, are any of them going to want him back in that clubhouse? I wouldn't. Right. I mean, how could you play with a guy like that? 
you know, you're, he's out for five to six weeks doing injury. It wasn't his fault. Now you're doing something like this to jeopardize your future with this team. At this point, if I'm his teammates, I'm done with this guy too. I wouldn't want him back. Yeah. And he won't be back for quite some time because it's going to, it's going to take a while for this to all play out. Just the MLB side of it, let alone the uh, criminal charges. But I just think it's, it's unfair for a team to make an investment like that only to lose them, only to lose that player based on a stupid decision they made. I mean, let's put the shoe on the other foot. Let's say, all right, let's, uh, and this is a hypothetical and we're only using it as an example, but say Raphael Devers gets arrested for, for beating his wife and he just signed a, a long-term extension. I mean, how burned would you feel by that? I'd feel pretty burnt. And especially cause he's my favorite player. So I'd feel, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'd feel especially burnt. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree. I would feel completely burnt. And uh, if I'm the owner giving him that deal, I feel like a piece of crap at that point. It, not only am I, you know, paying this guy, I'm supporting a guy that committed a crime. So it would be horrible. And I would feel terrible about myself if I had to, if I was the owner committing that money. Yeah. Cause you're losing them for a minimum of, of a year and maybe two, who knows. And when you bring him back, the optics just aren't good. It's just a terrible, terrible. situation. And I think, I think a team should have the right to to void the contract. If a player gets hurt, that's different. I mean, look at in the Red Sox uh, situation. Uh, look, look at Pablo Sandoval. We knew the risks. We knew he was a big guy, and he might not play third base for the for a big part of that five year deal. But we knew the risks and the Red Sox got what they deserve there. They got what they deserve with that contract. So there's a difference between punching your wife and eating yourself out of the league. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I'm not advocating other provisions of voiding contracts outside of domestic violence. I, although I would do it for PED suspensions. I, I think a team should be allowed to, but that's a, that's a slippery slope, but you know, with, domestic violence it's just so unfair for the for the team to have to get stuck with that because like i said so little of it is within their control there there was nothing the Braves could do to prevent that from happening absolutely nothing and oh, man yeah it's so. just frustrating if your ownership of the Braves it's just you committed to this guy and then this guy wants to you know act like a complete clown you know and you can't put surveillance on these guys 24-7. You know, once they're out of that you know, that clubhouse, you don't know what they're doing. It's always a risk. You know, you're worried about 25 guys. doing. You know, it's it's unfair to the Braves. Absolutely. And here's another extreme scenario, but look at Jose Fernandez. I know, yeah. After a game in September 2016, he goes out in his boat with a couple of friends, snorts coke, gets drunk. Hours later, he's dead. You know, and that's just that's a huge blow. And the Marlins couldn't really prevent that from happening. So um, 
it's just there, there's just so little that little control a team has once the player is not on the field or in the clubhouse. So uh, finally, uh, the last uh, part of this, do you think his career is over or eventually does, does he come back? Um, should his career be over? Yes. Will it be over? Um, I doubt it. Uh, some other team, whether it's the Braves, will inevitably bring him back. Or the Braves kind of, you know, if they find a way to, you know, sever ties with him, I'm sure one of the 29 other clubs will inevitably sign him. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, but when a guy that can, you know, hit homers into the seats like he can and help a team win games, and I'm sure this is not the last we've seen of Marcelo Zuna in a baseball uniform. It's just going to, you know, the team's just going to have to deal with a ton of backlash, whoever does sign him, or if the Braves do keep him. So they got to be prepared for that. But, there's been too many incidents, and like I just mentioned earlier, there's been 14 people now suspended since uh, 2000. I said 2019, and we see Chapman back. You know, we see Urias back. You know, we saw the Red Sox. You know, bring back Stephen Wright for a you know, you know, what is it, a couple weeks or whatever it was, and they severed ties with him. So inevitably, he'll be back again. Should his career be over? I think so, but I would be shocked if it was. Yeah, you bring up a couple of good examples. And with Chapman, in his case, what's always been appalling to me about that instance is his involved a firearm. And he didn't didn't shoot the victim, but he did discharge the gun in close proximity to the victim. And he came back. Another example was Roberto Osuna, and uh, no relation, and their names are actually spelt differently. Um, But he was under suspension when the Astros traded for him in the 2018 season. So he had already had his incident, been suspended, got traded from the Toronto Blue Jays to the Houston Astros, still under suspension, and it was about to expire, but it's just another instance of teams tolerating this type of behavior. So Jose Reyes is another one, too. Yeah, another great example. And so I agree with you. I I think he will most likely come back. But let me throw this angle out there. The police witnessed it. They might have been wearing body cams. If that body cam footage is released and it's graphic and hard to watch, I think that could be a game changer. And here's why I think that. Go back to the Ray Rice incident, running back for the Ravens. We had heard about the incident that he assaulted his wife. And I don't remember if he was immediately suspended or not, but the incident was out there and it wasn't great. And, but people weren't, I I don't remember there being a ton of outrage. And this was at the, you could argue that that incident sparked the intense reaction for all the other incidents that followed it and all other sports. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. That yes. that was the first one. That was the awakening for the, the whole thing. But the game changer 
was when the elevator footage came out and you saw him with a closed fist unleash this roundhouse right and knock his wife out cold. It's one of the most vicious things I've ever seen. That didn't... See, the thing with... I'm sorry, the thing with the body cam footage, if there is that and it is that violent, how in the world is he not going to go to prison then? Especially if police witness that. How is he going to get off? That's a good question. You know what I mean? Like, that's the first thing. Another thing I thought of, too, is like, if that's what I first heard about the police seeing it. So if there were police witnessing it, there's no way this guy's not going to jail, right? You would think. You would think. And I think I read something earlier where the wife's testimony doesn't necessarily matter in this case for it to proceed and, and go into the court because the police did witness it. Um, so that's what I'm waiting for is will there be, were the cameras on if in fact they had body cams and I, I, I would think they probably did in a, in a big city like that. It'll be interesting. And you know TMZ is going to want that footage. If that footage exists, it's coming out. It could take days. They'll find a way to get it. It could take days, weeks, or months, but it's coming out. So that's what gives me a little bit of pause here about whether his career will definitely resume or not. My suspicion is even if it is graphic as far as the going to jail thing uh you know plays out he'll probably reach some type of a plea deal oh i'm sure he will it could ultimately be somewhat of a slap on the wrist maybe there's i don't know how the in in the state of maine you you could be on probation and the the terms of your probation could be pretty strict. Uh, I, I don't know how how that stuff works in, in the state of Georgia, but that's what I'm going to be looking for. Is, the, is there body cam footage? Will it get released? What will the reaction be? So if and when that does happen, that's probably going to be the hot topic for this episode. We'll dive back into it, but uh, a very messy situation with Marcel Osuna. And I feel bad for the Braves. They're immensely talented. And I, I think at the end of the day, they need pitching more than anything right now. So that's what their focus is going to be. But um Beyond that, I, I hope as the next collective bargaining agreement gets negotiated that there are provisions in there that prevent teams from having to to pay the, the full contract, you know, and I straight up think it should be voided anyway, the entire thing. So we'll I agree see, with you 100 percent. We'll see how it plays out. So for the listening audience, we'll be back on Thursday night. So for the audience, I guess it'll be Friday morning. We will be recording the Astros show. We'll see if the Red Sox can salvage a couple of games uh, in games three and four. And we'll be back to discuss how the series went down and to, to preview the next series. So take care.